0: Get ready to grip it and rip it.
1: All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting.
0: Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is t to Green, the golf show.
2: It's time to talk a little golf. It's what we do best every Sunday here on Tee to Green, the golf show. Jay and Jerry, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butenhoff from the five-star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Nice to have you along for the ride. We appreciate you making Tee to Green a part of your weekend. We're going to show that appreciation with a great show for you today. You know, in golf, the ability to play right and left-handed is not unheard of. But to do it well is very rare. So is the ability to shoot your age. A lot of golfers do it, but only a handful can shoot their age from the right and left side, both right and left-handed. Our first guest not only has done that, but before he did that accomplishment, he spent 25 seasons in Major League Baseball Won 283 games after retiring from baseball. He spent over two decades in broadcasting, and now he spends most of the time on the golf course shooting his age. Remember Jim Cott? He's now 75 years old, and he shot a 75 left-handed back in December to accomplish that rare feat of shooting his age both right and left handed. He'll be joining us today to talk a little baseball and to talk a lot of golf. Then later in the hour, if you're thinking about visiting Scotland next year, 2015, and want to play St. Andrews, the old course, well, we've got just the guy to tell you how you can do that and how you can save some money and how you can have a great time doing it by yourself or doing it with your buddies. Alan Ferguson will be joining us from Golf in Scotland. Alan Ferguson with us today right here on Tee to Green. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. It's Tita Green, and if you missed something from today's show, now you can find it. Tita Green now available at iHeartRadio Talk. iHeartRadio.com slash talk. Jay and Jerry going to tee it up with Jim Cott as we are worldwide on American Forces Radio and coast-to-coast on the Sports Byline USA Radio Network.
1: Shell V-Power Premium Gasoline removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. So when you fill up, car, engine, and performance come together to make your drive come alive. Choose Shell V-Power today and
3: learn how you can save big at the pump at fuelrewards.com.
4: Not all waters are created equal. Alchemy Water has been specially treated with a patented system to create a premium alkaline water that tastes great and offers more benefits than natural water. Alchemy is ionized and microclustered for antioxidant protection while neutralizing free radicals. Plus, it's fluoride-free and eco-friendly. All of these things add up to the ultimate health and wellness premium water. Available at select retailers and online through Amazon at alchemywater.com. That's A-L-K-A-M-E water.com dot com.
2: You found it. It's America's longest-running network radio golf show, t to green the golf show. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Boutenhoff at the longtime home of t to green the five-star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Great to have you back with us to talk a little golf. Jerry and I got a chance finally to play a little golf this past week, my first full round since uh, June, after... Right before my leg injury, and uh, had a blast. Feeling good. The we, leg feels good.
6: We caught the last nice day of the week.
2: Yeah, maybe the last nice day. <laughs> year. you just of the never year. know out
6: here. Yeah, <laughs> it's about 78 degrees, a little bit south of town here, and uh, since then it's been about 58. Yeah. So. And wet. So and we, we, had, we We timed had, it right.
2: We had a great time. If you're thinking about golfing in Scotland next year, we've got just the guy to you want to hear from later in the hour. Alan Ferguson will be joining us. He wrote the book on golfing in Scotland. In fact, it's called Golf in Scotland. Alan Ferguson will be here. Our first guest is standing by. He spent 25 seasons in Major League Baseball. Along the way, he won 283 games, was a World Series champion in 1982, pitching for Washington, Minnesota, Chicago White Sox, Philadelphia, the Yankees, and the St. Louis Cardinals. uh, After his baseball career ended, He got into broadcasting and won seven regional Emmy Awards in a career there that spanned over two decades. He's still doing a little bit of broadcasting, at least I think he is, but he's spending a lot of time on the golf course these days, and on the golf course, he plays both right and left-handed, and in December, he was able to shoot his age, 75, on a golf course in Florida, playing right-handed, and with that accomplishment, he actually has now shot his age right-handed and left-handed, and we're so thrilled and happy to welcome Jim Cott, former Major League Baseball player, to T to Green today. Kitty, welcome to T to Green. How are you?
7: I'm doing just fine, thank you. Interested to hear you talk about Scotland. I was there in May, and that's a great experience.
2: Ooh, if you go if you're gonna go back we got to hook you up with Alan Ferguson <laughs> that's for sure well
7: I had a pretty good hookup I had Lauren Rubinstein who wrote a book called a season in Dornick and that's what I did I spent two weeks in Dornick
2: Ah, yeah we've had Lauren on the show another terrific yeah. guest and, and and really good at what he does similar to Alan speaking of being good at what he does uh, congratulations on uh, on being able to shoot your age both right-handed and left-handed we want to talk golf of course this being a golf show but we can't ignore baseball with the playoffs going full swing and things like that uh your thoughts on and these playoffs they've been pretty great so far haven't they
7: well they really have you know the the earlier games to me uh, are more compelling as as the playoffs go on uh you know it drags on so long that by the time you get to the world series both teams feel like they've really accomplished something and It almost becomes like an exhibition compared to my era when the World Series was the only postseason activity there was. So it's really been fun to see, I think, the four teams that were the underdogs really win the four-division series. And uh, the enthusiasm of the Royals and I think the newness now of both the Royals and the Orioles since they haven't been there before. And the Giants and Cardinals have a longstanding experience Rivalry in postseason play, but I think uh, most everyone, myself included, really thought that Washington and the Dodgers would probably uh, get there, shows you how unpredictable the game is.
2: Yeah, put you on the spot here. Who do you like of the four teams left uh, meeting in the series? You know, I
7: I couldn't really... Originally, I I go a lot by game one, and I thought with the Dodgers, if Kershaw won game one, you know, uh, he's going to be hard to beat. I think right now with Bumgarner who is really pitching great and he's got the perfect temperament for postseason play and I kind of have a feeling that Adam Wainwright is is hurting a little more than he lets on so I think the Giants have a bit of an advantage there and, and in, the, in the National League I think they have a bit more experience, a lot more pedigree with the Giants than either Kansas City or Baltimore so if you were to say who would you favor I would say them but you can't deny what, what Kansas City keeps doing in these uh, extra-inning games with these late-inning miracles. So uh, the fun for me is that I, I know people on all teams, and I have reasons to pull for all teams. So I, I just sit back, and I'm a winner no matter who wins. There you go.
6: I agree. I, uh, I'm a Baltimore guy more than anything else, Jim. But I, Friday night I'm watching the first uh, Kansas City-Baltimore game, and it's a great game. But it's four hours and 40 minutes. What can we do to get the pace going a little bit because it's really gotten out of hand?
7: You know, I, I think it has too. But uh, you know, I mentioned that to Buck. I did, and I I love what Buck has done in Baltimore because I saw him as a as a young manager in New York when he had George looking over his shoulder and he wasn't as secure and, and a little more uh, sensitive about what people sit and what he did and now he's just free and unguarded and secure and I I just love what he's doing as a manager but uh, I said to him what these games are so long and so he said well who complains about the games the most well you know it's those of us in the media but I said quite frankly I see a lot of people during the regular season at the seventh inning they've been there two and a half hours they just get up and go Hmm. and uh I think the remedy is, and they're trying it in the Arizona Fall League, to, uh, to get little things like hitters not stepping out of the box. Uh, I wish there wouldn't be so many signs coming in from the bench. Of course, commercial breaks are longer. Um, you know, <laughs> you'll laugh at this, but I blame Hawk Harrelson for about 25 to 30 minutes of every game because he's <laughs> the first guy to wear batting gloves. And if hitters didn't step out of the box and refasten those batter's gloves, you'd, you'd yeah. probably save 20, 30 minutes on a game. So you, you add all those little things like that up, and 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 you should be able to, uh, uh, you know, to shave some time off. But I'm with you. I don't, quite frankly, other than the games I do, uh, I don't watch. I don't watch the games. I tape them, yeah, and then I go. I watch the. You know the good parts, like on the MLB Network, that I do some work. Uh, uh, there's quick pitch highlights in the morning, so you see the highlights. But to stick with a game for four and a half hours, pitch after pitch, is uh, is difficult to do. It's really
6: it's really tough, and and I think we're losing a lot of young fans because uh, you know your your average nine or ten year old child that wants to watch baseball is never going to see the end of the game.
7: Boy, I agree, especially in World Series time. And it's the thing we have to convince is, like Buck's comment was, who's complaining? Because, see, the guys that are in uniform in the dugouts, they're wrapped up pitch by pitch. And so they're focused on everything, and all of a sudden the game's over, and they don't know if it took three and a half hours or three. But those of us that sit back and watch painfully, (laughs) uh, pitch after pitch, there's – There's more swings and misses. There's more full counts. There's fewer balls put in play and probably more foul balls. And just a combination of all those things, particularly all the Red Sox-Yankee games I did for years, they would just go on forever. Uh, Sometimes I said, gosh, I wish they'd change the rules and make it three balls, you walk two strikes, you're out.
2: Yeah. Jim Cotton is our guest, former Major League great, over 25 seasons in baseball, won 283 games, three-time All-Star, and a World Series champion in 1982. Good numbers, good enough to get into the Hall of Fame. Kid, are You expecting a phone call next month, or what? Are, you, what are your thoughts about that?
7: You know, I, I've I've kind of come to the conclusion that there, there's too much hype. Uh, the last time my class was. Uh, eligible. Uh, I was led to believe by a lot of those supposedly in the know that I I probably would get in, but I missed by two votes. And, uh, you know, I kind of take an approach that uh, if it happens, fine, it would be a great honor. But if it doesn't, I I kind of understand the workings and what goes in. You're basically at the mercy of who's on the 16-man committee. And, and I know there are 16 guys that if I picked, you know, would like last time, Brooks Robinson, K-Line, I think Mike Schmidt, Jim Palmer, guys like that would be very supportive. And and I appreciate that because they're guys that I played against and with. And mm-hmm. uh, But you're kind of at the mercy of who's on that uh, committee. So uh, I don't know who's on it. So we'll wait and see what happens.
2: Well, if you get in this time, after having been on our show, can we take partial credit for getting it over the top? Sure.
7: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> okay. You're spending a lot of time on the golf course these days. You got started playing golf during your baseball career. We're going to talk about that and shooting your age, both right-handed and left-handed. We don't have time in this segment, but on the other side, we'll pick it up, okay? Sounds good. Jim Cott is with us, former Major League great. He began his career in 1959 with the Washington Senators, ended his career in 1983 with the St. Louis Cardinals in between. 16-time Golden Glove Award winner, a World Series champion, a three-time All-Star, and he led the American League in wins in 1966. 283 victories, 237 losses during his career, over 2,400 strikeouts as
6: well. Yep, very well. I Growing up in Minnesota, I saw the early part of his career up close. and It was always fun to watch him and Jim Perry and Dave Boswell. They had a great staff uh, in the late 60s, early 70s for sure.
2: I remember collecting his baseball cards back in the late 60s.
8: It's late. Your baby is flushed and congested. Do you go to the emergency room, Page your doctor hoping you hear back? No. You're out of refills and your doctor can't see you for two weeks. Do you go without? No. You've broken out in itchy hives and are running a fever, but you're traveling in miles from home. Do you suffer through it? No. You sign up with Doc on Call to make sure it doesn't happen again. Doc on Call will give you immediate access to board-certified physicians and registered nurses day or night with one-on-one video or phone consultations. All consultations are completely confidential and records are immediately transmitted to your physician. Doc on Call is a great backup plan because it allows Allows you to contact a doctor on a moment's notice. Now you can get convenient, personal, professional medical care whenever you need it. Call now to get started and have a doctor always on call for less than a dollar a day. With Doc on Call, your appointment is when you say it is. Call now. One Now that's one eight hundred nine nine six seven seven two two. One
10: 800-296-1360.
11: There's only one other acceptable theory about how to hit a golf ball. Oh,
8: boy. Well, I'm afraid to ask. Well, what is it? What's the other theory?
11: Grip it and rip it.
0: (laughs) T to Green takes you to the driving range with our tip of the week. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past.
11: Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Kelbel, the head golf professional at the Broadmoor Golf Club. Today I want to talk to you about club makeup, set makeup, and club selection in regards to hybrids. These days, people are looking for a utility club that they can hit everywhere in a lot of different situations. I suggest a four iron replacement. It's a little bit easier to hit than the three iron replacement, and it will go every bit as far because oftentimes it stays in the air longer. So, what you want to do is play these exactly where you'd play a fairway wood, which is forward in your stance, take a nice smooth swing, hit the ball down the fairway, advance it in play. That's really all you're looking for out of a hybrid club. Remember, these clubs are made all the way up to about an 8-iron replacement. Now, oftentimes we don't need that. The one I suggest you put in your bag is a 4-iron replacement.
2: For more on hitting the ball long and straight, check out the website, t or visit your local PGA professional. We like to call ourselves a show by golfers for golfers. It's T to Green. We're live and in real time on the internet. Find us at sportsbyline.com. You can link to that website from our website, T to Green Coming up, we'll be talking to Alan Scotland. If you're thinking of Alan Ferguson, if you're thinking about golfing in Scotland next year, by the way, the U.S. Open or the British Open is going to be at the Old Course of St Andrews. He's got some thoughts on that for you, as well as some thoughts on Donald Trump. And buying golf courses in Scotland, Alan's not too thrilled with those developments. We're continuing with Jim Cott, former Major League great, who retired uh, back uh, over 20 years ago after a 25-year career in Major League Baseball. Got into broadcasting, had a great career there, and now still doing a little broadcasting, but spending most of his time on the golf course where he, in December, accomplished a pretty rare feat. He was able to shoot his age right-handed. Earlier, he shot his age left-handed. I know a lot of golfers who play right-handed and left-handed, but I, this is the first time I've ever heard of one who has is shot is, his age from both sides. And we're going to talk a little golf now. I think we're done talking baseball with Jim Cott. G- uh, Jim, you started playing golf. You came to the sport late, didn't you?
7: I really did. I uh, The guys that played baseball with me back in the 60s kind of chuckle because I always thought golf was a waste of time, uh, four or five hours out there doing nothing. And then uh, Freddie Cox, who was a place kicker for the Vikings, invited me to go out one day, and I said, I'll go out. and And all they had was right-hand clubs, and they said, you know, it's a right-handers game, and courses are all those myths that we now know were false, but uh, that's the way. I, I think I was 31 when I, when I first started taking it up, and then, like a lot of people, I got really uh, smitten and bitten by the golf bug and uh, played right-handed for on and off for about 20 years, and then uh, with left-handed equipment and more left-hand players other than Bob Charles, uh, I found that was my more natural side, so that's how I came to, to, uh, to play golf both ways. Did you
6: find, uh, as a uh, right-handed golfer and a, or, and a left-handed hitter, I found that I didn't mess up my swing either way by playing that way? Did you find that when you were still playing baseball, that playing golf right-handed wasn't messing with your times at the plate?
7: Well, you know, what was more important to me was uh, what it did for my pitching arm, because uh, Uh, They didn't like uh, players playing golf in those days, but uh, I lived near a course there in Minnesota. I joined a little club called Minnetonka, and uh, between starts, we would start every four days, and so the day after my start, I would go out and I, right-handed, I would hit maybe 50, 75 shots, and that swinging action with my left arm in control was really a great stretching exercise for my pitching arm. So you know I would do that one day and then I would play the next day so and, and no, uh, you know it, it never uh, it never did anything detrimental to my uh, I was a pitcher anyway so you know I liked to hit, but it was not not as important as, as it would be to a hitter. but that being said, uh, Danny Thompson, who was on our team at that time, was one of our pinch hitters and it was amazing how if we went out to play golf in the morning and uh, and he got called on to pinch hit that night, he'd get a hit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think most people feel that, you know, there's not that much uh, dissimilarity between the golf swing and the, and the baseball swing.
2: I found it interesting, too, that you go out and you play against yourself. You play around right-handed versus left-handed. Which side wins most of the time?
7: Uh, lefty, lefty most of the time. You know, I'm more athletic from the left side, and, and my hands kind of, it's more of a natural motion. I, I, work, uh, I work on my right-hand swing. I do it just because I have fun, and the caddies love it. They get to carry a double round early in the morning. But uh, <laughs> the, the side benefit is uh, I've had a little neck issue which, when you get to be my age and you hit as many golf balls as I do, it's pretty natural for that. But uh, went to my chiropractor the other day, and she said, "You know, your neck is really not been that out of uh, out of place this summer." And I said, "It's amazing. I have played more lefty-righty combo rounds this summer than than any previous year. So I, I think it's been helpful from a from a physical standpoint. But uh, really, left side is my side that if I'm in an in a, uh, event, I need to compete from that side, but the stubbornness in me still says that, uh, <laughs> that I can get better right, and actually one of my, one of my best combinations that I've had is uh, driving it left and then switching to right because I, I can't hit it as far. I don't hit it that far anyway at my age, but I can't uh, hit it quite as far right-handed as I can left.
6: So if you're playing against yourself and you're on the green now and you, your your left-handed putt is 25 feet away and your right-handed putt is, uh, you know, 18 feet away, do you putt left-handed and then finish that ball and then go to the right-handed or do you do you play who
4: do you play who's away?
7: I'll putt <laughs> put one way that day and uh, it, it you know uh, I I kind of collect putters <laughs> I collect putters and you know it's always the putter's fault right. But I, uh, I'll i usually just putt one way out of convenience so the caddy doesn't have to try to figure out which one's it. So uh, one day I'll putt all right, one day I'll putt all left. And uh, lately I've been, uh, I found that I am starting to putt a little bit better left-handed, so I stay on that side.
2: Jim Cott is our guest. He turned 75 this past November, November 7th, and shot rounds uh, from the left side of 70-74, and on November 24th, he did shoot his age, <clears throat> shooting 75, and then he went out a month later and shot his age right-handed, shooting 75. Kitty, was that kind of a goal of yours, to shoot your age from both sides, or did, did that just happen?
7: It, it kind of happened. Actually, that, that day I was with, you know, Mikey A. was my caddy that day, who caddies a lot for me, and down at MacArthur, and... Uh, the goal was always to try to compete and maybe beat uh, lefty. And, and I had had a couple pretty decent rounds, high 70s. Now, you have to understand this. Um, I play shorter tees. I, I'll play, let's say, the blue tees. The, I'll play about 6,000 yards left-handed, and I'll play maybe 5,800 right-handed. So righty gets a bit of an advantage there. And, uh, you know, MacArthur is uh, is a user-friendly course so it's not as difficult as a lot of them and so I was starting to put some pretty good rounds together but this just kind of happened to be one of those days where every shot was uh, coming out of the same window and going the same uh, shot shape and it worked out great I mean I have uh, I have shot my age this summer a couple times driving left and playing right Uh, and and I'm uh, you know that's one of the most I play the game for fun and I, I have my own personal goals and that's just what I, I kind of like to do. Is uh, if I tinkered with my pitching motion as much as I do with my golf swing, I'd have never made it out of Class D ball. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I enjoy the I enjoy the journey and the chase and seeing uh, you know uh, how how good I can get at this game because it's one of the few games you can do at 75 years old. You know, get a five and a half mile walk in every day and and have a, keep your mind active and challenged and have a good time doing it.
6: Your uh, wife is a former uh, golf professional. Uh, does, um, c- can you beat her from either side, or how does that work?
7: No, I, I emailed my friend, uh, well, Sam Reeves, uh, who is a pretty well-known senior amateur name in golf, uh, and uh, Sam uh, read the article that they did about me uh, shooting my age, which I should put that in perspective. It's not that big a deal because I'm probably the only guy that's ever tried to shoot their age both ways. I mean we have guys like <laughs> Bill Unforth and, and uh, Bob Tosky and, and, and Marlene Street who is a lady golf they're in their 80s and they can probably beat their age by 10 or 11 shots yeah. so hey, you know to do it both ways I, I just uh, I'm the only uh, I'm the only one to, uh, to have tried it so it's not, uh, it's not that big a deal.
2: Jim, we're just about out of time, but this has been fun. We're going to right now just here and here now extend an invitation to come back and talk a little baseball, talk a little golf, anytime you want to.
7: All right, and just one quick comment with Sam said after reading that article. He said, I don't care which way you play, you still can't beat your wife, and I can't. She usually, she usually okay. beats me down pretty good.
2: Jim Cott with us today here on Tee to Green.
5: Hi, this is Fred Dreyer. FanDuel.com is the leader in one-week fantasy football leagues for real money with immediate cash payouts. Entry fees start at just $1. No season-long commitment, no upfront fees. Play each week or whenever you want. FanDuel is paying out more than $10 million every single week, but you have to play to win, so sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code DRYER and sign up now. That's FanDuel.com, code word DRYER.
4: Hello, you have reached Easy Office Phone. If you know the extension of the person you are calling, please press 1 now. For features like unlimited North American calling, voicemail to email, and web-based control, press 2 now. If you are calling for a free month of service and $25 off all Panasonic handsets, press 3 now. To speak with an Easy Office Phone agent about cloud-based business phone service, call 866-671-0111 or visit easyofficephone.com.
13: Just tap
9: it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a rule.
0: Time to work on your short game. Tea to Green helps you get it up and down. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites,
11: Hi everyone, I'm Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor Golf Club. Today I want to talk to you about short game tips. And the first one being when you receive instruction, encourage your instructor to videotape your short game. A lot of times uh, an instructor will videotape your full swing, but it's very, very helpful videotape your short game. There's so many things that go into proper chipping technique, like the ball back, your hands covering your left knee, and your weight forward. And that's hard for some people to see and feel. When you have it on video, it's much, much more vivid. Much easier to get the concept. Secondly, when you videotape bunker play, videotape from behind so they see your swing path on your takeaway. Most important part of being a good bunker player is to take it up outside toward 11 o'clock. Too many people get their hands behind them too early. This results in poor bunker shots most of the time. For more on getting the ball up and down, check out the website,
2: tdgreenradio.com, or visit your local PGA professional. our producer scott cuddy jay ritchie jerry Bootenhoff. we are at the broadmoor resort colorado springs colorado destination listening for dedicated golfers this is T to green the golf show great to have you with us today be sure to check out our website T to green and our facebook page as well from our website speaking of destinations if your destination in 2015 is Scotland and you want to play the old course at St. Andrews, well, you better get on the stick. You can submit your applications for advanced reservations, and the sooner you do it, the better. Golf in Scotland is the title of his book, and we're going to talk to Alan Ferguson right now. Haven't had Alan on for a while, but it's good to welcome an old friend back to Tee to Green to talk about golf in Scotland. Alan, how are you today?
14: Hi, Jay. Hi, Jerry. Very well. Hey, that oil can product sounds like we could use it, Jay.
2: <laughs> now, when I said old friend, uh, I, I, I just meant, you know, in terms of the length of our friendship. <laughs> uh, so, uh, if people are thinking about golf in Scotland, uh, how much, uh, you know, for next year, now's the time to do it, isn't it?
14: Well, yeah, uh, you know, you mentioned St. Andrews in particular, and <clears throat> I'm afraid, uh, uh the horses left that barn, Um, advanced reservations uh, were cut off about a month ago at this point. And so, you know, St. Andrews, of course, the the Open Championship, we call it the British Open, will be at St. Andrews again this next year in July. So uh, uh, slots are even more limited than normal. Uh, They closed the course for a full month. And uh, so things are pretty tight at St. Andrews. You know, it's uh, only one of – it may be the first in the line, but it's only one of the hundreds of great courses in Scotland, and I I wouldn't let that discourage me from making that trip to Scotland.
2: Yeah. One of the things you put in your latest uh, newsletter was Five Principles for Achieving an Affordable Golf Trip to Scotland – uh, and you say if you follow these rules, you can have two trips for the price that most people pay for one trip.
14: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah the big mistake that people make is uh, that they think they have to book so early. If St. Andrews isn't in the picture or Muirfield, there really is no reason. You, you know, a person could be making a plan for a trip in uh, three months or four months or five months before departing. And then uh, the other mistake they make is thinking that they have to go to one of these uh, uh, fancy tour operators to book to do all the booking. There really is, couldn't be anything easier in this day and age of the Internet, and presumably everyone has a telephone these days. Uh, you know, you make a half a dozen calls, uh, make your reservations, um, get a nice place to stay, rent a car. Everybody knows how to do that. It's not a third-world country. Uh, people are looking after you all along the way. And I rarely have done a trip for clients in the past. You know, I'm retired now, but uh, typically my trips would come in on around $2,000, uh, unless somebody wanted to go high on the hog, maybe $2,500. So it's an, easy, it's an easy process. You book yourself. Secondly, you drive yourself. If you start hiring a coach and a driver 24-7, that'll that's a real budget wrecker and then uh... you know you play a few of the lesser known courses in addition to the Rota courses as everybody knows and the best thing to do is to stay uh, put in one in one or two areas and then, uh... finally rent a flat instead of uh... paying for an expensive hotel and a lot of people are doing that these days with vacation uh, rentals and home away and airbnb so that'll drive your cost on down to a very manageable $2,000.
13: Yeah,
2: one of the things, uh, the traps I think that people fall into, and people tend to do this whenever you go on vacation, is you try to do too much.
14: Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, you got to let things kind of roll over you and sit back, enjoy it. Go shopping. Uh, go to the grocery store. Uh, get your laundry done, whatever. You know, anything you can do to um, interact with the locals including staying for three or four or five six days or more lots of lots of the rentals are for a full week and that gives you a chance to uh, really dig into the local culture
6: and Alan when you're talking about the high-end courses that the people recognize you've got you know west coast and east coast of Scotland where a lot of the British open venues uh, are at if you pick either one of those, you can sneak in maybe two of those courses and then play, you know, three or four of those ones that people haven't heard of, and all within just a small little uh, radius, can't you?
14: Sure, yeah, twenty miles, uh, thirty miles, whatever. You know, you could go to Fife and and uh, for for a month and play a different course uh, every every day of the week. Uh, so. so yeah, absolutely, and that's that's the way to do it, and that's how you can make, and that's why it makes sense to do two trips instead of one, uh, because it's not that hard to get to the UK. So if, you're,
2: if you're not playing one of the better-known courses, and you're, and you're looking for some of these hidden gems, are they easy to get on? Can you just walk on, or should you make those preparations in advance?
14: Yeah, it depends. It depends on time of year. Well, it depends on, on a number of things, but generally... Yes, you can walk on in lots of cases. Now, the size of a group, if you've, if you've got four or six or eight, you don't want to leave that to chance probably. You want to make, yeah. make a reservation. But uh, a single or two guys or, or a husband and a wife or whatever, you know, um, sure, you, know, you can freelance until uh, the cows come home. Uh, no problem at all, especially up north. And if you can get up into the highlands, a lot of those courses are underplayed. And wonderful golf courses, you know. So yeah, you
2: bet. Alan Ferguson with us, golf in Scotland. So Alan, are you still you still booking full time? Are you cutting back, scaling back a little bit? What are you doing?
14: I am consulting, quote unquote. Uh, in other words, I'm I'm lending advice uh, to people who uh, for people who are willing to do their own legwork, uh, namely the calling and handling of money. But uh, yeah. no, I'm not doing trips full-blown trips anymore uh you know it's all in my book um that's why i wrote um uh, the leading guidebook on the subject because once somebody has that if they study it re- they don't need me and they don't need anybody else you can do it on your own so that's uh, that's why golf in scotland exists and it's available through amazon.com and uh, barnes and noble also electronic format so it's out there you did such a good job with the book. You almost
2: put yourself out of business. <laughs>
14: yeah. Well, you know, that's sort of, sort of the idea.
2: Yeah.
14: I'm going to go play golf. Jay. There you go. I hear you. Uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of news out of Scotland this year. Um, you know, the, the independence referendum is settled. I'm not sure that would have affected, uh, Scottish golf a lot, but it certainly, uh, um, concerned a lot of people. Uh, Trump, uh, Donald Trump has bought Turnberry um, and um, raised rates overnight to um, stratospheric heights so that it's turned Turnberry into another uh, ghetto for very, the, only the rich. Now, uh, is, is it just Turnberry, or
2: has he gotten his hands on some other courses, too?
14: Well, he, um, he, you know, there's been a long-running saga of um, his new course up uh, north of Aberdeen, Trump International, and uh, so that's been going on for most of the last decade now, and it's open uh, and running, but not many people are playing it because it's a little more remote and it's also quite expensive, um, and a lot of people just don't don't like Donald Trump, and and basically just won't play a course that has his name on it. I find that a lot.
6: Yeah, Alan. Um, uh does the RNA uh, have any kind of workings with him I mean based on what he's done let's say let, let's look at Turnbury here is it possible that the RNA will turn away from turnbury in the uh, British open rotation at some point just because of, of this you know that factor
14: yeah that's a really good question there's so much politics involved isn't there um, and I, I just don't know I, I doubt it I think uh, The question is, you know, how long would he be able to sustain that? Nobody's made any money at Turnberry for eons, as far as I know. I mean, it has gone through three or four changes of hands. Um, He's now uh, really just, and in the winter, you know, they have basically a six-month season. They really, there's not much winter golf played there at all. Uh, So I don't know how you make business sense out of that. So... Uh, we know the open venues through t- 2019 already, uh, so nothing's going to happen with Turnbury until 2020 at best. So, and I doubt even 2020. So, that's a long way off. Yeah. So, if I understand you, what
2: you're saying is the golfers, and is it primarily the Scottish golfers, have sort of voted with their with their wallets, and they're not. Willing to ante up the big prices to play
14: Turnberry since Trump bought Well, you know, a, a, a smart Scott would never play Turnberry on almost any circumstances unless it was free. I mean, <laughs> okay. it, and that literally is true. They don't, I mean, uh, you know, t- at, uh, up until this year, for example, you could get, you could get on t- uh, Turnberry um, after 5 p.m. on a twilight rate for 95 pounds, which was a reasonably... You know, it was about 150 dollars, and yeah, uh, they, okay. they not overnight bad. when he came in, uh, they did away with that and raised the rate to 200 and uh, around 415 dollars, around two, uh, 200 uh, 250 to 75 pounds overnight, like like a 30 percent price increase. But you know, let's not talk about Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> he's 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 the Amer- ugly American of. Uh, of Scottish golf, I can tell you that.
2: Yeah, next year the Open, the British Open will be at St. Andrews, uh, Royal Troon 2016, yep. Royal Birkdale 2017, and Carnoustie in 2018. Right. Yeah, so yeah. now do
14: do people over oh, here... And then, then the hear... other one, uh, Jay, is uh, uh, port, going back to Port Rush in 2019. Okay, well do people over here, do they book specifically to
2: play these British Open courses? Well, yeah, sure. we got about a minute.
14: Yeah, absolutely. Those are those are the top of the the, the poll for sure. And then you know, like Terry said, you know, you do a couple of those, throw in a couple of so-called hidden gems, and you've got a great trip.
11: Yeah.
14: All right. Anyway, oh, that people the RNA news too. They let the out they're letting
2: the ladies in. Yes, exactly. People, how can people get more information? Alan, is there
14: a phone number, website? Uh, www.fergusongolf.com and there's a lot of information there about my book and uh, guidebook and that's, uh, that's really all, all people need to make that great trip to Scotland encourage everybody to do it as soon as possible don't wait Yep, do, do
2: it as soon as possible, don't wait
14: and we need to get together
2: and play golf sometime again too anytime um, boy Yeah, Alan, Alan Ferguson, Golf in Scotland with us always good to talk golf in Scotland with Alan Ferguson here on guys.
3: T-Degree
1: thank you we <music> Installation. You control what you watch, when you watch it. Record your favorite shows. Pause and rewind live TV. Even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just twenty four ninety nine, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call
5: eight seven seven four nine nine My TV. That's eight seven seven four nine nine My TV.
1: Cancel the cable. Cut costs and get more.
5: Call now eight seven seven four nine nine My TV. That's eight seven seven four nine nine My TV.
15: your process lower your monthly mortgage payments save your home and your credit but you must act now call 800-274-7312 800-274-7312 not available in all states paid non-attorney spokesperson
8: it's late your baby is flushed and congested do you go to the emergency room paid your doctor hoping you hear back no you're out of refills and your doctor can't see you for two weeks. Do you go without? No. You've broken out in itchy hives and are running a fever, but you're traveling in miles from home. Do you suffer through it? No. You sign up with Doc on Call to make sure it doesn't happen again. Doc on Call will give you immediate access to board-certified physicians and registered nurses day or night with one-on-one video or phone consultations. All consultations are completely confidential and records are immediately transmitted to your physician. Doc on Call is a great backup plan because it allows Allows you to contact a doctor on a moment's notice. Now you can get convenient personal professional medical care whenever you need it. Call now to get started and have a doctor always on call for less than a dollar a day. With Doc On Call, your appointment is when you say it is. Call now 1 800 996 7722. Now that's 1 800 996 7722. 1 800 996 7722.
2: Fastest hour in radio, quickest hour in golf. Tee to green continues. Jerry is here. It's no, it's not even November yet, but he's going to talk to. about the brand new tour season.
6: Yes. Um, first off, however, uh, we'll uh, go in order of how things are getting finished here. The women are in uh, Kuala Lumpur, and uh, they finished at the Syme Darby Malaysian Tournament. Uh, Shan Shan Feng, with a final round, 8 under 63, mm. came from behind. To win that, she finished at minus 18, three better than Pornanong Patlam, four better than Chella Choice, Suoyan Rue, and Pernilla Lindbergh. The top American, Brittany Lang, tied for 11th. The men are the senior guys are at the SAAS Championship, Cary, North Carolina. Kirk Triplett's your leader at minus 11 after a 63 yesterday. Paul Goidos and Tom Lehman, two shots bat, Fred Funk and Guy Boros, three back. And when is 2014 really 2015? (laughs) When you're talking about golf, the NHL, and the NBA. Yes. NHL season getting underway uh, this week. Always a good time of the year. And uh, they're doing the same for the 2015 PGA Tour season at the Fries.com Open in Napa. Sang Moon Bay is the leader at minus 16 after 65 yesterday. He's four ahead of rookie Zachary Blair. Five ahead of Brooks Kepka, Matt Kuchar, Martin Laird, and Scott Langley.
2: Fun show today. Thanks to our two guests, Alan Ferguson Golf in Scotland. For more, fergusongolf.com. And we appreciate Jim Cott for stopping by, too, to talk baseball and talk a little golf. Hope that you enjoyed it. I'll be gone next week. Jerry's got the show by himself. Hopefully the weather's good where you're at. You can get out and play some golf this week. Our thanks to Scott Cuddy, our producer. If you do get out and play some golf, as usual, and until next time, be sure to hit them long and hit them straight.